This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, October 29th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Trump admits he may lose on snap rules. Into China trade war? Have to wait. Regulatory reform could slow the farm bill. President Trump admits he may lose on SNAP rules. In an interview with AgriPulse this weekend, President Donald Trump conceded that he may not get the tougher work rules for food stamp recipients that he's been demanding as a part of the Farm Bill. Spencer Chase spoke to President Trump about the Farm Bill and trade issues shortly before the president's speech to the annual FFA convention in Indianapolis on Saturday. Chase asked the president if he would veto the farm bill that didn't tighten work rules for able-bodied adults participating in the Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program. The president responded by saying that he didn't have the votes he needed in the Senate and made a case for electing more Republicans so he could get the farm bill that he wants. He said, we have 51 votes, we need 60. And if we don't get more people in, I can't tell you that we're going to do work requirements, which I'd like to be able to do. Trump is referring to the fact that Republicans currently control 51 seats, well short of the 60 needed to break a filibuster. Keep in mind, the White House could issue a proposed rule as soon as next month that would make it harder for states to get waivers from existing work rules. But that rule could be challenged in court. The administration would like Congress to make the changes as a part of the Farm Bill. Some advocates for tighter work rules hope that releasing the proposed rule could prod top Senate Democratic negotiator Debbie Stabenow to make a deal on the Farm Bill. The theory, tightening waivers on the Farm Bill rather than USDA doing it administratively, would generate savings that Stabenow could use to fund other priorities. Into China trade war have to wait. President Trump will indeed meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping at an upcoming G20 meeting in Argentina, but the president stressed to AgriPulse that the trade war won't be ending soon. Trump said China and China will happen, but you've got to have a little time. And they've been living very well off the United States. And you know who understands that better than anyone else? The farmer. They've told me, take your time. We have total confidence. We trust you. And they said that with Canada and Mexico, and now they're saying it with China. Farmers and ranchers have been hit hard by Chinese import taxes at the country levied in retaliation to U.S. tariffs on hundreds of billions of dollars of Chinese products. The U.S. first hit China with steel and aluminum tariffs, spurring China to hit back with tariffs on U.S. pork, nuts, dairy, and produce. Then, the U.S. hit China with Section 301 tariffs to try to convince China to stop appropriating U.S. intellectual property. China was quick to retaliate, putting a 25% import tax on soybeans, corn, wheat, sorghum, pork, beef, fruits, vegetables, and tree nuts. USDA lawyer, regulatory reform could slow a farm bill. President Trump's initiative to reduce federal regulations could complicate USDA's implementation of the new Farm Bill whenever it gets passed by Congress. Stephen Vaden, who is serving as Principal Deputy General Counsel at USDA while waiting Senate confirmation as General Counsel, says the Farm Bill will be subject to two aspects of an executive order that Trump issued when he became president in 2017. 
The order, number 13771, requires departments to rescind two rules for every new one and also sets a limit for each department on the cost of the rules they implement. The executive order, quote, will be critical in determining not only how quickly but potentially how well we can implement the Farm Bill. Baden told members of the American Agriculture Law Association meeting in Portland, Oregon this weekend. Baden told AgriPulse that he doesn't know how much USDA currently has in its regulatory account to spend on new regulations. But he says the department earned some savings from repealing a pair of Obama-era rules, one on organic animal welfare standards and another the GIPSA rule, tightening contracting regulations of the livestock and poultry industry. Keep in mind, there are two potential workarounds for rules that are required by Congress that, according to Vaden, one is to get an exemption from the Office of Management and Budget to the executive order, and the other is to get OMB permission to pay off the regulatory cost of the rules over an extended period of time. By the way, the same issues face the bioengineering labeling rule, which has yet to be released by OMB, but Vaden suggested that rule could be classified by OMB as deregulatory in nature since the federal law preempted state labeling laws. McKinney heads to South Africa. There will be no trick-or-treating for USDA Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs, Ted McKinney, this week. He'll be in South Africa leading a trade delegation that includes state ag leaders and a long list of companies and farm groups. McKinney said, The southern Africa region is typically a net importer of agricultural goods, but the majority of these imports currently come from Europe, Asia, and elsewhere in Africa. We are excited about the potential to grow the United States market share and cultivate new customers for high-quality, cost-competitive U.S. food and farm products. Farm groups represented on the trip will include the USA Dry Pea and Lentil Council, USA Rice Federation, and the U.S. Soybean Export Council. Companies like Blue Diamond Growers, Purdue Foods, and JM Grain will also be represented on the trip. NIFA Director to be sworn in. The National Institute of Food and Agriculture will get a new director today when Scott Angle is sworn in by Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue. Angle, a soil microbiologist, was president and CEO of the International Fertilizer Development Center and has held administrative positions at the College of Agriculture and Environmental Sciences at the University of Georgia and University of Maryland College of Agriculture and Natural Resources. He'll serve a six-year term. Former NIFA Director Sonny Ramsawamy's term ended in April. Angle will have the task of overseeing NIFA's move out of Washington, D.C., announced by Purdue in August as a part of a proposal to relocate the Economic Research Service. USDA said October 22nd it had received 136 expressions of interest from parties in 35 states to host the agencies. The proposal has received criticism from former leaders of ERS and NIFA, as well as numerous scientific and statistical organizations who've questioned the USDA-stated reasons for the moves, including cost savings and employee recruitment. USDA plans to choose a new location or locations by January and then finish moving the agencies by the end of 2019. Here's today's He Said It. I love the farmers. I think maybe if I wasn't doing this, I might like farming better than anything. 
That was President Donald Trump talking to AgriPulse this weekend at the FFA convention. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, October 29th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.